Welcome to the Musquamacan Beach Podcast, a podcast spotlighting the businesses, newsmakers, events, and memories of Rhode Island's historic Musquamacan Beach. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a stacked episode of the Musquamacan Beach Podcast. My name is Ben Barber. I am your host and one of the producers of the show, back with you as always. The calendar has turned to October, and you know what that means in Musquamica. It means that it is time for the Guy Fox Bonfire. Um, this is the 21st anniversary of the Guy Fox Bonfire Night, and it is going to be a big one, held on Saturday, October 13th at 7 p.m. This is a free event brought to you by the Musquamica Business Association. And you can get uh, special reserve seating at eventbrite.com. You can also check out everything by www.guyfoxusa.com. It's at the Andrea on Atlantic Avenue in Musquamacate. And this year's show is brought to you by South County Tourism Council, Foxwoods Resort Casino. Those are our two big sponsors. We want to thank them very, very much. And it's also sponsored in part by the Pleasant View Inn, Stanton Realty, Seaside Pharmacy, and Bouvier Insurance. Uh, no big event like this happens without its sponsors, so we want to send out a huge thank you to all of those sponsors that make something like this happen. Today's show is going to be awesome. We're talking about Guy Fox. We're talking to three of the four people that make this happen every year and have been making it happen for the 24, 21 years um, Caswell Cook, obviously the director of the show, the executive director of the Squamica Business Association, one of the producers of the show. We hear from him enough. Um, so we're going to hear from the other three members of this group who have been the core group of Guy Fox. Um, first, we're going to hear from Ryan Zamanik. Mr. Zamanik is an English teacher at Westerly Public Schools. Um, he uh, is one of the writers of the Guy Fox night every year. Um, as well as one of the actors, and then, so I have a great conversation with him first, and then I tried to track down Chris Tapalua. You know him, you love him, he's one of the busiest men I've ever met. Um, he is the owner of WBLQ, 12.30 a.m., he's the owner of 96.7 The Buzz, and the owner of 95.1 Kent County's Classic Rock Station. All of that being said, the easiest way to get a hold of Chris for an interview was for me to go on the air live on WBLQ and kind of take over for a minute and interview him. So I went down there and I interrupted uh, Ken Collins and Frank um, on the morning show and I sort of took it over and interviewed Chris. And then Matt Hopkins, the other, the the fourth Beatle, Caswell will get a kick out of that. Uh, of of this uh, this group for Guy Fox, he came on the show as well. So um, he called in to WBLQ. So I kind of took over the radio station. Um, Chris was nice enough to send me the audio for that. So we're kind of double dipping on that. Um, maybe you heard it on WBLQ. You should definitely check them out. If not, um, then it's it's new to you. Uh, so Chris talked a lot about, um, Guy Fox and, and, uh, his role as the king in the show and a lot of other fun stuff. Um, so I'm very excited to bring both of these things to you. If you're not familiar with Guy Fox, then let me tell you a little bit about it. In, uh, 
This is going to be a comedic reenactment of the 1605 trial and execution for treason of Guy Fawkes, who in 1605 attempted to blow up the king and parliament. Featuring a Monty Python-esque performance by the Mesquamacate players and the music of King Crimson's Jesters, Westerly Morris Men, and Kentish Guards, directed by Caswell Cook. Um, once again, it's going to be a fantastic show. Saturday, October 13th, 7 p.m. at the Andrea. It's a free show. If you want special reserve seating, go to eventbrite.com or check out guyfoxusa.com. Without further ado, here is Ryan Zemin. Mr. Zemanik, how are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Um, sorry, would you prefer if I call you Ryan? Ryan is fine for this, yeah. yeah. So, sorry about that. Uh, obviously, okay. so you are a um, teacher. I am, yes. For, uh, I... At Westerly Public Schools. Yes. You know, obviously, we're, we're, we're talking today because of uh, your acting um, in the uh, Guy Fox bonfires. And um, more specifically, uh you know, this 21st anniversary of the Guy Fox bonfire. And I've heard that you have been there since the very beginning. Is that true? That is true. I was there at the, uh, the first Guy Fox bonfire oh. way back when, when Caswell and I were young men just out of college. <laughs> and, uh, have you, so you've been in all, uh, well, this, so you've been in the previous 20 then I have. And, um, do you have the same role every time? Um, for the last 15 or so, yeah, I play the, uh, the Archbishop of Canterbury, but in the, uh, the first couple, we hadn't really established all of the roles. So, uh, I played several different things and it was so long ago. Don't ask me to remember exactly what the names were. I couldn't possibly. <laughs> um, so how did, uh, how did this all come about to, to begin with? Um, well, Caswell uh, and I and a bunch of his friends have uh, certainly had a long-standing love of British humor, especially Monty Python. And Caz was coming back from, I think it was a year in England, uh, doing some um, uh, college work across the pond. And he experienced Guy Fox and wanted to uh, do something similar in America and kind of brought all his friends together and said, hey, we're going to do this. And it turned out to be uh, a moderate success. I think we had 15, 20 people in the audience. But um, through sheer force of will, we just kept it going. And uh, it is what it is today. <laughs> and where did you, um, where did you, did it, was it, has it always been at the Andrea? Uh, yeah, it's always been at the Andrea uh, outside. At first it was in their original outside bar area. And then it, as it became larger, it slowly migrated over to the, uh, the parking lot area. Okay. Um, well, I'm excited. Uh, this, this will be my first guy Fox. Um, um I'll, I'll be there filming it. Well, welcome. And, uh, so how long have you, thank you very much. How long have you been, um, acting? Oh, oh goodness gracious. Uh, I've been acting for 40 years now. Oh, wow. So I was about three. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so, uh, this, this will not be my first, I have not been to a Guy Fox yet. Um, and I'm excited to, to be there. This will not be the first time that I've seen you act, however. Oh my, um, where, where else have you seen me act? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if you remember a, um, student film that you did, uh, <laughs> several years ago called Ray's. I do. I actually still have that in my DVD collection. <laughs> um, with the, uh, you know, with, with the very talented uh, 
Dan Dowding and Chaz Ahern. Absolutely. Um, from uh from Westerly, Westerly alumni. Um so yeah, that was that was the first time and uh obviously I've heard your name, you know, for years since then, but that was that was my first introduction to uh Ryan Zemanic's acting talent. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so what is your, what, you know, what, what would you say is your favorite part about the, uh, the Guy Fox bonfire night? Uh, well, I, I enjoy the tradition of it. Uh, I certainly, uh, like seeing all my friends, uh, as we, the, the young men and well, young, the, <laughs> the players in the, in the show have known each other for decades. And some of us just leave such busy lives that we don't get to see each other often. So it's really nice to kind of come back and see all my friends. Uh, of course, I, I love the humor uh, of the play Monty Python and, uh, and our own quirky little sense of humor that we uh, inject into the scripts is always a, a blast. And to be honest, it's just fun to be on stage again. Yeah. I, I definitely understand that. Um, now, did you, uh, did you study, theater at all um i did uh i studied theater when i was a, a, a young man um actually a child uh, i worked with people like arthur pignatero when i was uh, um, a very young man uh, five six and uh, i did take some classes in college and here and there uh, throughout my entire life uh but no i never i never majored in it or got a degree in it but i certainly uh have a lot of experience with some traveling companies and professional companies here and there. That's awesome. Um, and what is your, uh, so, so what other, you know, cause this, this show is, um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the show that you are on at the moment, but, um, you know, <laughs> we're here just promoting Musquamica beach and, uh, and Westerly and the, you know, the, the tourism, um, and for the, for the locals around, uh, who also love the beach and, and, you know, have a history with the beach and, and all of that stuff. So, uh, obviously, you know, you've been going down to the beach for, to do this performance for 21 years. What, um, did you grow up, uh, you know, going, go, uh, having any memories of Musquamacate? Uh, absolutely. We'd go to Musquamacate every year. My family and I made a point of it. Uh, it's just a wonderful place. Westerly is lucky to have it. Uh, it certainly is one of the uh, beating hearts of the community, and um, it's it's just a great place for families for entertainment. Period. I agree. I agree. Uh, what um, now? What other events? Uh, do, I don't know if you frequent the other events that happen uh, in Musquamacate around the around the year besides Guy Fox. But other than Guy Fox, what would you say? You know, what, is there an event that you look forward to or a happening that you look forward to? Uh, more than any other. I do enjoy Fall Fest, certainly, and uh, I like Caswell's uh, Movies on the Beach. Those are always enjoyable, entertaining uh, events. Yeah, the drive-in, the drive-in is, uh, is such a nice um, addition it is. To, to the it area. Is. It's really nice to have that. And, Give um, some depth and breadth to what's available during the uh, summer. Yeah, and this is our first episode since Fall Fest hap- uh, came and went. Fall Fest this year was just incredible. Absolutely. Um, you know, beautiful weather the the whole time and Atlantic Rhythm section was was fantastic. Uh it was really a great time. Um so uh tell me a little bit more about um your teaching. Oh, well, I'm an English teacher uh, and have been since I uh, joined Westerly. 
I generally teach uh, juniors and seniors, and I, I've got to say that it's a privilege to teach in Westerly. The students are wonderful. The faculty is wonderful. It's a good school. I'm happy to be there. Awesome. Um, and uh, do you encourage your students to uh, come see you in the play? <laughs> well, uh, sometimes. Uh, the, <laughs> the play, well, family-friendly, can be a little bit raunchy at times. And I'm not sure that I'd encourage them to come see their teacher in such a role. But, <laughs> of course, if they... Uh, they do want an entertaining evening they're welcome to come down uh that i couldn't say that better myself um <laughs> now uh is it a different script every year or it it is uh it's it's based on the traditional i don't know if you'd call it a script but the traditional outline uh that you'd find in uh reenactments in england where uh, essentially you have the um the trial of Guy Fox, but every year uh, we write a brand new script that works around that. We try to include some uh, Monty Python and some popular culture references. Uh, sometimes Caswell writes it. Sometimes I've written it. Sometimes everybody writes it together. Sometimes there's some improv. So yes, it's a different script every year. And how long does it take for this entire event to come together? <laughs> well, it depends. Uh, it's it's usually a, a mad dash towards the end, but sometimes uh, we, we've been able to plan it out long in advance. Uh, I'd say the average year, it takes us a couple weeks to write the script, and then we'll usually have a, a sit-down table read with everybody. And then we only have that one rehearsal before the uh, actual night, and then we're on. And how many, um, how many uh, people come back every year to do the show, and how many new people... Do you get on stage? We always have some new people uh, in the cast, and we, we certainly welcome them. There's a there's a core group of friends, uh, Caswell, Matt, uh, Christopalo, and I, that uh, that have been around since the beginning and have known each other since we were little kids. Um, but aside from that, there's a group of another five or six people that have been in most of them and do come back. Uh, but uh, outside of that, everybody's pretty new every year. Well, that's awesome, and um, yeah, that's the that's kind of the core group that I had heard about, and uh, hopefully Matt and Matt and Chris are going to be on this episode um, as well. I don't know that for certain uh, at the time of this recording, but um, I've reached out to both of them. Uh, Caswell not going to be on the show because um, I've given him way too much airtime as it is. <laughs> Um, so is there, uh, is, you know, is there one, like if, if there's one thing, uh, or one last, you know, is there like a pitch that you'd like to, um, like, how do you get people excited for Guy Fox? Well, Guy Fox in and of itself is exciting every year. Those of you who have experienced it know that, and this year will be no exception. It's focused on the Beach Boys. So there'll be a lot of music of the Beach Boys this year. Uh, for those who've never experienced it, it's a unique experience. There's nothing like it in the area. Come on down and try it out, and you will become a lifelong lover of Guy Fox in Miss Quamican. All right. Well, thank you very much. I'm super excited. I love live theater. I love the beach. I love Monty Python-esque um, things. Uh, so <laughs> I'm, I'm excited about that. And uh, I will see you there. Very good. Uh, thank you very much for your time. No problem. It is 61 degrees, 743 in the morning, and I want you to kind of drift back a few hundred years to 1605. That's when Guy Fawkes did his thing, right? 
I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, it was on. Actually, it was on November fifth. He was uh, he was guarding some uh, some explosives beneath, beneath the uh, House of Lords, and they found him. Remember, remember the fifth of November, gunpowder, treason, and plot. Well, didn't go well for Guy after that. <laughs> so, no. But Ben Barber's here to talk about the twenty first Guy Fawkes um, event here in Westerly. That's right. And I hope that you guys this year remember the 13th of October, Saturday, the 13th of October at 7 p.m. Uh, Chris, Guy Fox, 21st anniversary. You've been a part of All 21? All 21. And, and the credit actually goes to, uh, well, Caswell Cook. He was the one who came up with the idea and got it from uh, a guy named Tro Cottrell. Who, and Tro Cottrell was a, a good friend of Caswell, still is. And he was sitting in front of a fire. And a bonfire at his house, and I and Caswell, the way he explains the story, went up to him and said, "What are you doing?" And Tro said, "Well, I'm celebrating Guy Fox Day." And Caswell said, "What's that?" And he said, "Well, you know, the fifth of November, there was this guy who tried to overthrow Parliament, and you know, he was he was uh, you know against everything that Parliament stood for, and uh, you know the, the, the what's the word I'm looking for to be family friendly, the dictatorial ways of Parliament, and he wanted to basically." blow up everybody, including the king and, and the royal family. And and then that's how it all came to be. And, and of course, the bonfire was the big attraction. So Caswell said, uh, yeah, let's just for fun, let's, you know, they're trying to extend the season down at the Andrea, uh, you know, in, in the summertime. And there was no Musquamake Business Association, the very first one. So uh, he said, let's do it. And Caswell will, uh, he, he disagrees with me on this, but I have a memory. I can remember long-term things. I'm not very good at remembering what happened like five minutes ago. Oh, good. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good. Well, well, something happened over here. I forgot about it already. Yeah. I think we've, we've learned that when I double-book guests on the morning show. But when it comes to uh, Guy Fawkes Day, this is where Caswell and I disagree. The very first year was 1998, and it, it has been, you know, 21 years, the 21st year. That was 20 years ago, so this would be the 21st. But it was on the 5th of December, and I remember getting into a dispute with a, with a guy who, who used to work in radio around these parts. His name was Jeff Cook, and he's also from the uh, mother country. And, and he said, why are you doing it on December 5th? It should be on November 5th. So the next year after that, it was November 5th for quite some time. And then around 2005, uh, it was decided that it would be in October because in, in November, and, he, and Caswell writes it into to the script, says it's too cold during no, the town council says it's too cold. That's why we do it on in October and not November. So since then, it's been in October. So the show has a has a Monty Python-esque feel, right? There are many references to uh, Monty Python because, you know, being that it is British, but uh, there's a lot of comical, you know, inserts into the performance besides Monty Python. Monty Python plays a big role. And then there's always a theme every year as well. Now, I know that um, Caswell and uh, Ryan Zemanik um, usually write the script. Uh, Is that true? Does anybody do it? Do you know who's writing the script this year? Well, they usually write the majority of it, um, uh, primarily Caswell, and, and then Ryan would be secondary, and then everybody else sort of puts their own thoughts and ideas into it. There have been a few things that I've said just in passing, and then it ends up on the script. So it's kind of a, a culmination, but Caswell has kind of spearheaded the the script part of it. All right. And if any WBLQ listeners are confused right now why I'm interviewing Chris, did you explain this? I did not. This is a show within a show right now. 
So we are doing this on WBLQ on the morning show, but then it's also going to be used for the Nisquamica Beach podcast, which is my show. So I've turned the tables on Chris, and he looks a little uncomfortable. Well, I'm always uncomfortable. It's just the way I am. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's your favorite? I mean, we, you know, you and I haven't talked that much about Musquamacate. You, um, you hosted an event for me this year. You hosted a, a bingo night at uh, the Pleasant View. And um, so, what are some of your? I mean, you're constantly in Musquamacate for first things. What are some of your favorite stuff that goes down on down there? Oh, there's just a, an endless list of Musquamacate activities. Of course, you get Spring Fest and Fall Fest, and those are big events. Um, all of the businesses love the Andrea, love Patty's. And, of course, I'm going to say that I love the people who advertise here. People know me a little too well. But at the same time, I enjoy the ocean. I really love the beach. I, I love the beach. I love the ocean. I, I always have, even way before I even got into way radio. Way before water. Way before water was invented. <laughs> Who invented water, by the way? <laughs> I thought so. It's there we go. explosive. Definitely. <laughs> um, so do we have people that are calling in or? Well, this uh, was all done sort of last yeah, minute. Yeah, it was very so, last minute. So no. So it's been thrown. Caswell Cook had sent a group text, which I know everybody here is familiar with. And there have been no responses thus far, but perfect. <laughs> uh, Nina J is always part of this performance as well. Okay, and, and I might even try to multitask and reach out to her because she is always involved with, with the musical aspect of it. There's music along with the performance. I hear that this year uh, is a Beach Boys theme, the Court of Kokomo. <laughs> okay, awesome. Um, and uh, what are some other themes that there have been in the past? Well, there was one year. I mean, almost every year. Uh, have you? First of all, have you been to the show? I have not been to the show before. Oh, this is. I'll be there filming this shame year. Shame on you! You are unqualified. Then <laughs> you are unqualified because he's never been to the show. Well, well you, I hope a, you go to the show this year. That was a really I'm, explosive revelation. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm just kidding, Ben. Hopefully, am you I going to be on trial from now on? Yeah, are we going to gonna do you, Ben Barber Day? Put you in the bonfire. But no, yeah. the, basically every year. The, there's been uh, a variety of themes. One was uh, one was Star Trek, uh, and uh, there was another one uh, in 2004. And this is where this all started. In case people are wondering why why I'm Rodney Dangerfield as King James the First. Well, in 2004, that was the year that Rodney Dangerfield passed away. And Wayne Holmes, who was involved in the production that year, said, you know, Chris, Chris would be a good Rodney. Why don't we just have him be Rodney instead of trying to do the British thing? Because up until that point, I was just trying to say, thank you very much. You know, I, this is my decree. And it wasn't really all that funny. I was, Can you do a Rodney Dangerfield for me right now? I don't really feel like doing it right now, Ben. You know, you got to give me a little bit of respect and don't put me on the spot. The last time I was put on the spot, my wife did it to me. And she said, you know, you got a very bad taste. And I said, yeah, I married you, didn't I? You know uh, what? I guess, I guess the answer to that is maybe. No. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely not. That guy was possessed. I got to be honest. That's a hell of a lot better than your British accent was. Well, yeah, the British accent was horrible. So then one year, um, I tried to, to to put Paul Lind into the show. You know, hey, Sammy, how you doing? You know, and, and you know how Paul Lind is, and I was the center oh, yeah. square. But nobody really knew who that was, even though I think he's a really funny guy. So we ended up going back to Rodney again. And then one year, Caswell decided to be creative. And I know it's 7.52 and we got to take a break, but I'm going to make it a minute late. So uh, Caswell decided to turn the table and he said, uh, why don't you be Guy Fawkes? And Jim Fleming, who usually plays Guy Fawkes, why don't you be 
um, you know, the King James. And he actually that was when Trump, the apprentice, Donald, but way before he was thinking about becoming president, maybe he was thinking about it, but we didn't know it. So he was Donald Trump. And I as the as King James, the first and I was Guy Fox. And the, the most famous lines that year were Fox, you're fired, you know, fire. Get it. So. Anyway. You know, now you would probably get into a lot of trouble for uh, yeah. for portraying the king as Donald Trump. Hey, People would really like take it as a political uh, statement. Yeah. I'm going to put you on hold because we really do have to go to the break. Yes, we do. We do. And you can, you can edit this out of your pod. Unless you want to run the commercials. It's up to you. <laughs> that's, that's up to Caswell, actually. Let's take, let's take a vote. <laughs> <Yeah>. 7-Eleven! <laughs> oh. yeah. I say you run him because then I can kiss up to him a little more. This upcoming weather forecast in WBLQ is brought to you by the Westerly Hospital. Back to the morning show, 61 degrees, 7.55 in the morning, and uh, pretty explosive in here this morning. We're talking about Guy Fawkes. Uh, ben Barber is talking with Chris DePaul. Thanks, Frank. Take it on. Take it on. So, um, yeah, uh, Chris, we were just talking about uh, Guy Fawkes, and um, you've been there for 21 years Going back to you, you only played Guy Fox one year, right? One year, yes. One, you, year, one year. And do you prefer playing the king? Well, it, it actually uh, it wasn't really a preference thing. Oh, do I prefer between Guy Fox and the king? Yeah. I, I do yeah, like yeah. being. I like being the king better. I never thought how much I would I would really love playing the Rodney Dangerfield character. It was just something that Wayne Holmes thought of in two thousand four. But then the whole idea of Rodney Dangerfield being a king was was pretty neat. And I just said, you know, that's 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 a neat idea having having Rodney being Rodney, you know, <laughs> you know, you know, and he does his little one liners, you know, and I, I just thought, wow, what a neat idea that you go from being a British King James the first and, you know, just having that character. And even even when you're not on stage, just keeping that character, because a lot of times, not a lot of times, but every time Caswell has us dress in costume prior to the show. Uh, and we go around and we greet the people and, and everything. And, and I'm just Rodney the whole time. It's like, you know. Crazy Chris takes a back seat, and I become Rodney Dangerfield. And, and, and we have a lot of other great characters, too. I mean, Matt Hopkins um, every year is, is portraying uh, – uh, he's done a lot of the Monty Python stuff. But last year he played a character called Dr. Poon. And, and Caswell will take references from you know Chevy Chase movies and you know things like that. Um, and other, uh, other movies, you know what I mean? It's, it's not just Monty Python. It's, right. You know – it, it's not just Rodney. There's there's all these little, and then the, he'll take current events, you know. And there there might be a, a there might be a Trump joke. It's all good fun. You how know? much how much um, improvisation is there in the show, or is there any? You know, are you guys free to ad lib during the show? Like, are you free to make a one liner as Rodney if you see fit? If something funny pops into your head, well, you know, it, are you allowed to take a swing and a miss, or, uh, or hit it out of the park? It, you know, it, it's 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 pretty funny because it, almost before every show casual usually says follow the script but then a lot of us will do the ad lib thing anyway and then at the end of the show we're, we're told how great it was so it's one of those things i think you've learned in performing and i'm i'm not a theatrical performer i'm a radio performer but uh if if you bend the rules but don't break them but if you bend them a little and you and you put Im- improv into it that's related and you're in your character it can be phenomenal. So, so even though it's not, we're, we're not told we can do that. We do it anyway. Yeah, if you know what to do and you know when to do it, and you're not taking liber- too many liberties with it, then it can be really great. Especially in a in a show like Guy Fox, where it's you know sort of camp and fun, and um, 
and you know Monty Python esque, uh, as, as we said, and, and referential of all of these movies and pop culture and current events. Um, you know that's that's really you know great breeding ground for uh, a Rodney Dangerfield one liner off the top of your head. Yeah, it's a good breeding ground for uh, also uh, you know future actors and actresses, and it, it also I mean I should add that Caswell brings in some some pretty you know some some top notch performers, uh, Denny Lane from Wings and uh, also Moody Blues performed with us on stage one year. Um, there's been talk of uh, John Ford Coley doing it, and uh, and of course his his usual beach band, and his beach band has a rotating um, group of very talented performers. Um, some of them who have been very consistent and some of them who have uh, kind of rotated in over the years. And uh, we may have one of those phone calls right now to uh, join in the conversation. We have a minute before we do news on the radio, but we could take this another three minutes. Okay. So you're on the air. Go ahead. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is Matt oh, Hopkins. Chris. This is Matt yeah, Hopkins, that's... also known as Dr. Poon last year. <laughs> yeah, well, the, the reference, the, the, the name has no reference to anything other than uh, just a general name. So uh, please don't read anything into that. Okay, good. I was going to think that I had to put some money in this jar. No, no, not at well, all. Go ahead not anyway. We need money in that yeah, jar. There's a, a, a paper clip in it. <laughs> Matt, how are you doing? Yeah. I'm doing well, and yourself? I'm good, thanks. So you are sort of the fourth Beatle as far as the um, Guy Fox 21 years. Yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of like, I'm either George or Ringo. I, I can't decide. I think Chris is Ringo. I think we yeah. can all agree that Chris is Ringo. We, we were told right, Matt, I mean, Matt's John Lennon. Okay. That's high <laughs> praise. That's high praise, Matt. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a wonderful, wonderful program. We've been doing it for, this is what, the 21st year, Chris? 21st. 21st year. And uh, it's amazing that uh, the amount of uh, uh, response that it's gotten over the years uh, built up from small little larks that we uh, we uh, decided to do uh, 21 years ago on the patio of the Andrea. And uh, now it's turned into an event that uh, actually is looked forward to by hundreds of people. So, um that's something that we should be very proud of, and uh, I think uh, something that uh, everybody else is excited to see every year. And uh, it, it's, a, it's a wonderful event, a lot of fun. Um, I think it's probably as fun for the players, if not more fun for the players, than it is for the people uh, viewing. But um, what is um, what, What's something about Guy Fox that you look forward to doing every year that's kept you coming back for 21 years? Well, uh, quite honestly, for me, it's it's the friendships. It's the friendships, and um, uh, you know, my, myself, Chris, Caswell, and Ryan, and all the other wonderful people that make it happen um, that we've uh, met and uh, become friends with along the way. Um, but the the core few people that that uh, that started it all out. Um, with Castle as being the, uh, the the sort of spearhead to it all, um, we all went to school together, and you know it brings back a lot of uh, it brings back a lot of those um, good feelings of uh, camaraderie, uh, like basically the four amigos um, that uh, that was uh, that developed in high school. Um, Doing funny skits, doing uh, little radio bits in Chris's uh, Chris's little radio station in uh, 
in the camper behind his, his uh, parents' <laughs> The pirate house station. And, uh, yes, the unlicensed yeah, station. I wish yeah. you guys could see the smile that just came on Chris's face when you <laughs> when you said that. Yeah. So, so for me, it's about the camaraderie that uh, is uh, um, remembered once a year. It's for me less about the the uh, um, celebrating the fifth of November on a completely different day, um, and uh, the, uh, the 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 Britishness of it, and the subversion, and and um, uh, the. Uh, um, the history of that—it's more about—it's uh, more about the camaraderie that uh, that I have with my friends and well, the friends that we've we've uh, we've met along the way. That's so awesome, Matt. Thank you very much. I can't wait to meet you um, on October thirteenth, seven p.m. at the Andrea uh, for Guy Fox, the twenty-first anniversary. Um, I just want to say thank you to uh, Frank and Ken and Chris for letting me come take over your radio station for about 20 minutes. Um, thank you, Matt, for calling in. Thank you, Chris, for the great interview. And uh, Caswell would probably kill me if I didn't mention the um, wonderful sponsors, South County Tourism uh, Council and Foxwoods, who are helping put Guy Fox on this year, and everybody else. Um, so thank you guys very much. So, Ben, we've got, oh, you're to, very welcome. We've got to blow this interview up. And... Uh, you know, like Guy Fawkes would have wanted to do, and uh, go to the news. For more information on the events and businesses in Musquamacate Beach, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and at Musquamacate.org.